This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon, and in the name of the moon, you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, I've run down all the winners and world premiere announcements at this year's Game Awards. I also talk about why I am replaying JoJo's Bizarre Adventures Eyes of Heaven for the PS4 now on the PS5 as well. And we take the blue pill and enter Matrix Awaken on the PS5. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Life Extra Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another game field episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah we got a smorgasbord of an episode you like if you compare this to food it's like damn near all you can eat at this point and you're going to be stuffed when this is done because we're going to be reviewing and running down all that went on at the game awards this year um you know the announcements the winners all that stuff we're going to be talking about it all um we're also going to be talking about a game that I've revisited recently because of my new fandom for the series that just came out on Netflix, and that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Eyes of Heaven, which came out for the PS4. Um, and I will start off with that, too, because let's get that out of the way. This is the, re- the, re- the review section is going to be at the beginning here because the final stage has got to be talking about the game awards and my thoughts on that so let's get this part out of the way and uh, i got some other things to talk about too including my um walkthrough of the matrix uh awakens which man if you're a ps5 and an xbox series x fan or owner i should say you just saw the future <laughs> you literally just saw the future here uh but we'll talk about that in about a sec but let's start with jojo's bizarre adventure eyes of heaven the reason why I revisited this is because I recently started watching Stone Ocean. Uh, if you guys, have, you know, are Netflix owners, um, they have they're the, a lot of it's not exclusive per se, because a lot of other uh, streaming networks have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on there. What they have is the I guess the rights to release the new episodes using uh, of the dub version and the sub version uh, to them. And kudos to them because they, I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but I love Stone Ocean even more. I talked about that on my last episode. I really like the uh, Jolene uh, Cujo character. And it, it really got me into like wanting to play Eyes of Heaven again, because when I played that game, I wasn't that immersed into it as I am now. But I mean, For those of you who've not played JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, if you're a fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but you've never played this game, I'm going to give you a reason why you need to go out of your way. Find it. It's still on a PlayStation Network store. 
and pick it up. I don't know how much it is. I don't know if they're still selling it for full price because I've had it since it first came out. And I only knew about the Stardust uh, Crusader characters, but I never really uh, knew about the rest of them until Netflix started releasing all these other episodes out. And and Toonami, I give them credit too. They were also airing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure um, episodes as well. So I became more educated to the characters and the history of the Joestar family. So let's talk about this game. This is a sleeper arena based fighter that Bandai Namco came out with um, years back. And I don't think people really jumped on it because the, the, the fandom for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was really a hardcore niche type of, um, you know, fandom. The, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure you know, first premiered in 1993 as a OVA, an original video animation anime um, that only, I think, a really minority core group got to see back then. Like, this was during the tape trading days, and I saw this when I started really getting into anime. This is right after I watched, like, Vampire Hunter D and, and you know, Fist of the North Star and all that stuff. And, you know, the real gritty stuff. Um, you know, uh, Oh God, what is that? What is that? It is another one. It's another one, uh, Wicked City. You know, those really gritty, 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 you know, animes that weren't for kids that you really at all. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was another one of those um, anime that you watched, but it was at the time, it was only an OVA. Like I think a four episode OVA. And it was only covering the, the, the Stardust Crusader crew, the Jotaro and Jonathan, old Jonathan and, and all of them. And they never ventured on the history of it. And then they remade the series to really date back to the time when Dio and Joseph Joestar first combined and Dio first interacted with the Joestar family and his vengeance and anger and hate for this family ever since then and how we got to see Dio's upbringing and all this stuff. We got a little closer look at Dio's character, you know, through this series and it spanned it through the test of time leading up to the Stardust Crusaders, um, you know, series that we all know. But the Stardust Crusader series, the new version, they expanded it to like an entire season of this. Like it was more than, I think maybe like 25 episodes, maybe more of it, as opposed to like four, you know, classic anime episodes. And it's awesome. And then they furthered it and they go after that because now Jotaro is older. He has kids of his own and all the stuff. And um, we meet these new characters that are coming about. So I really, really enjoyed the recent Stone Ocean series that I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to go back and play Eyes of Heaven because lo and behold, when I played it, I beat it. But I was so unfamiliar with the universe at the time now more way more into the universe and i decided to come back and it's actually even more enjoyable now so the original story takes place right after um this the original story of eyes of heaven because that's the even greater part about this this is an anime based on i mean this is a game based on an anime series with a new twist of a story so you're not just replaying the stories over again but it you know this was at a time when bandai namco were started creating original story uh and and narratives for these because everybody was demanding you know different experiences and different stories being told within their favorite you know uh series like dragon ball and and bleach and all the stuff we just kept seeing them rehashing in naruto as well we kept seeing them rehashing you know the same stories from the anime which i still like but 
you know, when it, when it comes to Dragon Ball Z, we've seen so many Dragon Ball Z games and all of them are basically a rehash of the old series. So when Dragon Ball Xenoverse came out and Dragon Ball Fighters came out, it was kind of a, a, a relief. Even Dragon Ball Kakarot, because Dragon Ball Kakarot also, technically, yes, it rehashed the series, but it was telling other things that we didn't know about the series. So they, it kind of got a, it kind of got a, uh, it got an, it got, a, it got an excuse <laughs> to do it. But you know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure also got that treatment as well. And in this story, this original story that takes place right after Jotaro and Jonathan defeats Dio in the Stardust Crusader series, the crew suddenly in, um, is suddenly involved are involved in a series of anomalies that is bringing the dead back to life. And when I say the dead, I mean all of the people that they killed in Stardust Crusaders, but also characters that were dead by the protagonist in the previous series of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures as well diamond is unbreakable stone ocean all of those um golden wing all of them they're all, all the characters that ever died in those series are all coming back to life uh for some uh form or fashion and it's actually thanks to a collection of body parts or corpse uh with some sort of spiritual power meanwhile young eo speedwagon travels from the past to warn jotaro and jonathan of these anomalies and goes out on a time traveling uh, journey to collect all of the corpse before the holy one gets uh, a hold of them if you played the game you kind of get after a while who the holy one is and where is this leading up to so uh this leads jotaro to travel into the joestar history meeting his ancestors and predecessors along the way um if you watch the entire jojo series you will appreciate this game as they have everyone in every series, even the ones yet to come. There's another series after Stone Ocean that I've yet to uh, watch, but I've watched so many of these JoJo episodes, um, see, uh, seasons now. Even if I didn't see that one, I know what to expect. And I, I'm kind of, I'm really caught up on everything at this point. So they are all back for one epic and even more bizarre adventure from this point. When I, when I got this game, like I said, I wasn't in invested and now I'm just, I'm such a big fan of this series, even more now. Stone Ocean really locked in it for me. Like Stone Ocean, Stardust Crusaders, um, Diamond is Unbreakable is really good. And actually I, I, after, after re-binging the series with Jonathan Joestar, which I really appreciated because with, with John, the one with Jonathan is the series that's right before Stardust Crusaders and it's young Jonathan Joestar in there. And what I love about that is that they have this, this, the story revolves around Jonathan's upbringing, but he also come across this kid who's a black kid who was being racially abused and beat by the cops and Jonathan saves him. And I appreciated the hell out of that, but even more was that by, and I hate to spoil people about it, but this is dope. At the end of the series, First of all, the kid stays alive. Thank goodness. They didn't kill him off. Not only did they not kill him off, but when you find out what happens after the adventures um, that Jonathan and the, and the gang go through, they tell you what happens to them in the future, who dies and all this stuff. The kid, and I forgot his name. It's something brown as uh, Dusty Brown. I forgot his name. I Forgive me. But he winds up, they, they write him up. They write him off and make him the first black mayor of georgia i 
that literally warmed my heart and i forgot about that part and i really appreciate what the creator of this show did because i mean that was dope that you know he made our he made black lives matter before you know it became a tagline and in a movement okay so kudos to him this is why i will always cherish this series like this 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 series is so dope for a lot of reasons but i digress you know i after watching stone ocean i decided to you know re-download this game and started playing it over again this time it feels much more enjoyable because i was able to identify virtually all the characters involved um and truly understand their purpose in the series this time so the gameplay is much of is much like other bandai namco anime fighters such as my hero academia what justice and the naruto ultimate ninja storm series uh for example however there is a distinct control scheme which is designed to use stand abilities so that's the difference there for those who don't know what a stand is stand is a form of psychic power that one inherits and can uh be used to fight off evil premises around them and they could take up the form of some really obscure wacky looking you know or you know quirky looking characters um like oh i would say even couture style characters because this this story this this series is also known for its fashion sense so a lot of the characters in there dress like you know they dress in like what we know as couture fashion and the type of fashion that you see on fashion shows on paris week or new york uh, fashion week or stuff like that and this act this anime for those who don't know actually has been celebrated in the fashion industry as well this particular series was shown in the gucci window and the macy's window in other parts of the country in other parts of the world so this series really does have a fandom for more than just anime it, it really it reached out into the fashion industry as well because of the design that they do and there's always you know and there's always somebody that has been inspired to do what they did too so for those who don't i mean you know i will um, actually mention that already um but the stand uh debuted on stardust crusaders but continued to be a thing throughout you know other seasons after it so you had that when fighting uh you play a two on two you know matches you versus a, a non-playable character versus other uh you know ai characters that you fight against and you guys fight in a large scale arena with a with, which has a lot of obstacles in there around you some of them help you and some of them are there to hurt you it depends on which character that you use like there's like if you have a stand uh like if you're jotaro and you have star platinum as your stand he is strong enough to lift up heavy objects and throw them at your enemies whereas some people with harem powers who aren't stands but they just harem powers you can't lift it up so you do what you do is set up traps in our and within that arena so if somebody with a stand ability tries to you know actually lift it up or whatever like that there's a trap there for them and they get caught up and they lose a little bit of uh, hp energy on there too so they they manage to you know work around it because not every character in the series are stand users remember there were like two or three there was two seasons leading up to stardust crusaders and they weren't using stands for some reason they were using this power called harem powers which is a form of technique that requires a lot of chakra breathing or whatnot so you do have you will have abilities also to use combo moves which 
you know, with you, uh, your, with your character and partner, uh, when your gauge fills up, leading you to a climatic, you know, battle scene, uh, that depletes your, uh, your opponent's, you know, uh, finish, um, you know, energy and such. So it's really cool. It depends on like, especially if you pair them up, pair, you know, you team up with two people that are more familiar with each other. There's a better, uh, cinematic climatic scene to it. The game also, excuse me the game you also uses a skill tree uh system to allow each character to upgrade their unique skills and become you know more powerful than before you add on some some new moves and techniques and whatnot uh you you get this from collecting uh skill points or joality points i believe is what they're called uh so you have that the presentation of the game plays more like a living breathing manga rather than anime it mostly focuses on a manga version and it looks like a manga version complete with, you know, um, comic book bubbles, you know, and when they com uh, have conversations and whatnot, it's really awesome. I like it and it fits very nicely to the game. While there is no English dub performance for this one, it still works in that format. They were, um, they created for the original Japanese actors and they do a awesome job with this as well. It sounds like they do an awesome job. I don't, I don't know any Japanese to, to know whether they are, but it works. It works for what we need it for. Plus, there's a whole bunch of text that that we can translate from anyway. So, um, there's also side missions and you know uh, other options that you can have to gain more you know points for your characters to upgrade. Um, the game also helps you helps people unfamiliar to the series learn more about the series. There's a glossary which gives you more information on the series and the characters involved, which is something I always appreciated about Bandai Namco when they develop anime based titles. They always usually have some form of, you know, glossary that allows you to get to know the characters better. Now, I would always recommend going out of your way, like even if you play this before you watch the anime, you know, learn about it on a glossary, but it always helps to actually watch the anime series because the anime series it's just it, it'll get you more and immersed into the you know experience in the universe and all the stuff and that's what it did for me like i said i wasn't that involved with the game and invested in the game when i got it i was only in it because i was only into the game because of the stardust crusader uh characters but after watching it i jumped back in because i loved every season not every season golden wing is still one of my weakest of the bunch um but I thought it I thought it was it's really awesome that they were able to do that. And now I'm fully on board with this game more than I ever was. So overall, if you are a fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and you haven't played this game yet on the PS4, you owe it to yourself to get it, especially even if you own a PS5, you can still play it. They're backwards compatible. Thank goodness. And I'm still playing. I'm playing it on a PS5, actually. So, you know, that means the loading time is a little bit faster than it was before. It wasn't that bad before, but it was just uh, much better now. So I really enjoyed what they did with that. Um, this is one of those hidden gems that you will find. And I would just say, like, if you own a PS4, get it. If you own a PS5, get it. I think it's on an Xbox too. And if it is, get it. So it provides all of the fanfare JoJo fans love about the manga and the series and gives anime fans who never uh, saw this series before a feel of why you need to invest in this anime series. So, well, um, while it's, I would prefer some other aspects of it, 
it was really fun. It's not the best anime title I've ever seen, but it's really good. It's a it's more than a solid game. And for that, I give it a grade of B plus. So go out of your way, check it out. Eyes of Heaven, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven, I should say. And go out of your way, check it out. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, all right. Last thing I want to talk about before we jump on to the Game Awards, which disconnects to the Game Awards because they intertwined this with the Game Awards. Um, at the end of the Game Awards, jump right to it. They, uh, we had Keanu Reeves and Karen Ann Moss, um, who plays Trinity and Neo to promote the upcoming Matrix Resurrection film. They also talked about the Matrix Awaken, which is available on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and Series S um, as well. And basically, it's not only celebrating the Matrix itself, but it's giving us a look at what the Unreal Engine 5 is looking like and what we're going to be looking forward to in terms of just graphic power and processor power with these new gen systems now it's only available on a ps5 in a series xbox series x because trust me when you go into this thing it is no way they could fit what they did in this game in that premise now if you played um open world games like uh spider-man like uh, Miles Morales in the regular Spider-Man series, you're going through New York uh, City. This is exactly what you're doing here, and it actually plays beautifully like it, but it's a little bit more, it feels a little bit more robust. So what it does is it's, it's just a demo. It's just a demo. There's not really anything meat and potatoes like, but it was really kind of telling you, one, if they wanted to make a Matrix game right now, this is the perfect time and a perfect opportunity and a perfect engine to do it with. This is really a big tease too. Two, because they already kind of made the city that the place is based on. So it starts off with, you know, Neo talking and Keanu Reeves talking and they, you know, he narrates the whole entire situation of what was already happening and the, in the Matrix universe so far with the first three films. But then the new, the more older Neo comes out and then also Keanu Reeves comes out and then uh, Karen Ann Moss comes out and they're going through this really awesome virtual world created by the Unreal Engine, which looks fantastic. And it leads us to a little bit of a mini game where Neo is driving in the car with Trinity and they're and all the agents are coming after him. But then he flees and then there's a new character and they're a female character in there that you're going to play. And she winds up being the one to do shotgun while all this stale. So we get a chance to have a little bit of a mini game and we get him, we get right into one of the, one of the matrix most famous and infamous car chase scenes in here. So you're going here. She's shooting all these agents with the, with the cars and everything. It is, it feels just as epic. Like you're really inside that scene on matrix, um, reloaded which is one of the still to this day, one of the best car chase scenes of all time. Still, there's, I don't think there's a car chase scene to this day that has ever been as great as that car scene chase on Matrix Reloaded. And uh, it was, it felt really awesome. It felt really awesome to play. But then after that, once you get through that part, then it just gives you the opportunity to check out the landscape of the city and you're traveling to all the, like it is, it is literally an open world city and you get, you can walk around, you could drive around the city if you want, 
you can it, it's just basically a really great tour of it or you can hit the triangle button and a drone will come up and you'll travel as if you're flying like neo all around the city you can land anywhere around the city and there's these markers around the city that allows that gives you a little bit of information on how they put together the unreal engine and all the stuff like there's a loading screen too where you can interact with as well where basically if you hit the button it kind of lets you inside the you know behind the curtain of how this city was created you get to see the what it looks like out you know without certain elements um it's almost like you're opening up you like the anatomy of the game and you're seeing the insides the skeleton and everything within it's really awesome and the ray tracing and all that stuff you see it all everything in minute detail in here and it's huge it is ginormous i it I, when i stopped playing it or stop um you know with the demo two things i came out of this one i want a new matrix game stat two the next gen is coming the next gen is here but technically it's not here because not everybody is able to get a ps5 or xbox series x uh yet completely but the future is really really coming into gear and that pandemic unfortunately has put a damper on all of it but the transition to the new gen is coming and it is huge what the unreal 5 engine 5 can do the unreal engine needs to be in in the hall of fame cliffy b needs to be in the hall of fame i don't know if he is in any hall of fame right now but cliffy b has created a what i call a good virus a, a a growing a growing growing form of technology that it keeps evolving every single time and what you can do with this engine is just it, i hate to say it it is unreal and if you look at what they did with the scope and the landscape of the city that they use for the matrix it is absolutely unreal and whoever came cliffy b probably came up with the unreal name but it's genius because it is doing exactly what the logo and these and the brand does it is just absolutely fantastic so if you own a ps5 or xbox series x or series s download this it's not much but it's just a glimpse into the future it is a glimpse into the future that you wouldn't believe so it's pretty damn awesome so go out of your way and check it out folks that will do it for this portion of the segment we're going to take a break come back and we're going to run down everything that went on as quickly as we can um, on the game awards including the world premieres and i'll give you my thoughts on it we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley planning the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live Live.com. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live!
we have reached the final stage of this program and we are here to run down all that went down in this year's game awards we're going to talk the winners first and then we're going to talk to world premieres because i thought the world premieres was a little bit more exciting than the you know results of the winners and all this stuff overall i'm gonna just say it now overall i enjoyed this year's uh event I think for some reason last year was a little bit better despite the fact that there was no audience there, but I thought they put up a tremendous effort. But watching it this year was definitely entertaining. I wasn't bored at all. I came out of there entertained. I was enjoyed. I even liked the performances this year. The performances were pretty dope. First of all, this they Jeff Keighley gets, you know, this this series, this show becomes bigger every year. And just based on who they invite, who they get, what he associates himself with this year, he not only got the Matrix crew, he got performances out of the wazoo. He got Imagine Dragons to perform again. He got Sting. Like the legendary artist. Like there are people that participate in this award ceremony that I never thought would ever be celebrating video games before. And Sting from the police the legendary sting every breath i take <laughs> perform at the awards like that is huge as you know you can say what you will about it i know it's not everybody it wasn't everybody's cup of tea watching the game awards this year and again and, and truth be told like i would have there's some things i would have wanted to see more but uh, a lot better from there i mean not everything was great or perfect but i admire what jeff Keighley is able to do with this series of events that is like eight years running and each year gets bigger. And I had no idea that this event will get, like this is damn near getting to Grammy and maybe Oscar levels in terms of like level of prestige that this is getting. And I, you know, I say Grammys too. I'm thinking not the current state of the Grammys. I'm talking about what the Grammys once was in the eyes of fans back in the eighties and maybe the nineties as well. Like this current state of the Grammys is like, nobody's liking the Grammys right now. But may, all right, maybe I should say the Billboard Awards, I guess, I don't know. Because I don't watch um, music awards anymore like I used to. I used to love watching the music awards back then. I'm not so much now. The Game Awards is probably one of the only role award ceremonies I've really watched now. And uh, it, it I, I enjoy it, I enjoy it. It's not all perfect, like I said. There were some things like, I, they had this they had one of the uh co-hosts from the WNBA on here she looked really nervous i forgot her name but she's with this other guy who i don't know and they just look awkward on camera every every time she was presenting or saying something she just looked awkward like she wasn't used to this i don't know if she's like a true gamer or not or whatever but it she just it it just felt like it wasn't a fit for her she was she had this look on her face like she was just happy to get through it <laughs> but other than that I liked everything that was about it. I really enjoyed it. And trust me, I've, ex I've, you know, sat through some worse things in life and this wasn't it. Um, I sat through, you know, shows and, and events that I was just like, trust me, if I go to the movies or something like that, if I, I can name movies that I really hated watching, um, the recent, uh, Hellboy, for instance, I hate, I think I walked out of one movie or something like that, but I didn't have this type of experience with, watching this type of event i think I, I, I really enjoyed it it wasn't i don't think there was as much stacked on air and nintendo wasn't there this year um they already announced the activision and blizzard wasn't going to be there jeff Kelly made a huge statement about that at the beginning of the uh show talking about um abuse and harassment within 
the industry or even people online or whatever like that. And now there's an online number or there's a number or a text uh, that you can now call for that as well. And I think that was really cool. I thought that was really cool. And I agree. We want the gaming community to be fun. We want the gaming community to be uh, enjoyable, not to be spiteful. Like I, people are, you know, we, we grown through a lot in this pandemic and we're going through a lot with mental health and all this stuff and just displacing your anger onto other people. I just had this type of situation just yesterday when somebody online was trying to outsmart me in a sense, um, over some, it was a wrestling thing, but it was like, one of the things I can't stand is when people try to school other people on subjects, they never went to school and learned. And this was one of them. And he tried to, he tried to tell me about something that he thought I didn't know, even though I've been, I worked in corporate for over a decade and I've been a business owner of my own for a decade. And I'm also in the media world. <laughs> okay. And he was trying to act like he was all of this. He claimed he was a journalist and he went through this whole entire spill about something. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I already knew based on how he was conducting himself that this dude was not what he said he was. And it was just a whole stupid thing. It became so stupid and it just wasted all life that we could have used because this guy was being pretentious. We don't need any of this online, you know? And I like the fact that, you know, they're now providing a, a safe space for people to report these, this type of harassment or, you know, what's going on, what's been going on with Blizzard and, and, and uh, Activision and such. It, it's, this is, this is good. This is a lead to a new direction of things to come. And hopefully we'll get a much better environment in the gaming industry, in the gaming community, especially as well. So I've really dug it um, for what is worth. I've, I enjoyed it. So let's go with the categories real quick. And I'm gonna try to run this down real quick. I won't, I don't think I'm gonna go through every category, especially when it comes to the esport category. Cause I'm not really familiar in that invested into the esport thing. Uh, especially because they only do FPS games and I'm not really an FPS guy. If I was a, if, if it was more of a fighting game type of thing, I'd probably be more into it, but fighting games haven't been as strong as they used to. And I don't know if the pandemic has anything to do with that either. I mean, maybe this is what led, um, you know, Yoshinori Ono to leave Capcom, who knows, you know, during the pandemic as such, it, it's just, it's unfortunate, but we're going to run down the, um, the list of winners real quick, uh, as quickly as possible and see what happens. So there's 30 categories. I actually casted votes for 17 out of 30 because I, you know, was really interested in that. Um, so let's start game of the year. I thought that, uh, resident evil village was going to be played. Metroid dread was also nominated. I knew that wasn't going to get it, but it was awesome. That it was nominated death loop cycle nuts Two, ratchet and clank. And it takes two who take the win for a game of the year. I really got to jump on this game. I really do. Cause I've heard people talk about this game so much and man, it's just, it's really interesting that it won the game of the year. I, it was the game awards, by the way, that I first learned about telltale games and I got into the walking dead. And that's how exactly how I got into the walking dead. Like not just the game, but the entire series and got into the, because I'm like, this game is like a narrative driven game with no control schemes or anything. Why is this game of the year? So I played it. I immediately got immersed into the world of Lee. 
<laughs> and from there, it that was that. I, I just immediately jumped in and became a fan of The Walking Dead from that point on. Thank you, Jeff Keighley and The Game Awards for that. So uh, best game direction, Deathloop takes the helm from It Takes Two, um, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So I didn't vote on this one here. And I'm reading all of this from... I'm reading all of this from the website because I voted on the website and everything and it has the results up now. Best narrative. I wanted uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy to win and it actually won. I could, I was very surprised. The writers and the showrunners of the game was very surprised when they got the award as well. I thought it was dope uh, that they won because I thought Life is Strange True Colors was going to get it. Um, which is now available on the Nintendo Switch, and I'm so one of these days I'm gonna end up getting that game. I I, I hear is so good. I heard the story is so awesome in there, but I really, really, insanely love the game, the story of Guardians of the Galaxy, and, and the narrative that they were driving in there, and the performances and everything. It was just so great. I'm really happy that this game got it because here's the thing, and they beat Psycho Nuts, Life is Strange, um, It Takes Two, and Deathloop. What I love about this is that you had a game that was a surprise. Nobody knew this game was coming out. And when it was announced, it was announced to be coming out very soon that we thought that it was already done. You know, and I'm I'm talking this in comparison and contrast to Marvel's Avengers, which actually really disappointed a lot of people even before it released. What Montreal Eidos, what Eidos Montreal, I should say, Square Enix decided to do is the opposite of what Marvel Avengers and Crystal Dynamics have done. They didn't announce that it was coming until it was absolutely solid and it was done. When it was done, it was a it was a one player, single player experience, story driven, and it had a better system. I had immediately drawn into this game. I love well to to Marvel Avengers credit, the storytelling of that game is awesome too but here the story was not only great but the control scheme is great the the difficulty level was also great they didn't overwhelm you like their control system is made for you to enjoy the game and experience the game whereas marvel avengers is tweaked for you to be challenged every single moment of time even when you don't want to be challenged even if you got it on the lowest difficulty level, there's still a bit of a challenge if you play the into the um, the other mission modes and all this stuff. So it, it's it, it kind of has that carny type of, you know, uh, structure where they're going to want you to play it more or be challenged more. And not everybody wants to be challenged. People just especially when it comes to Marvel games, you want to be in golf. You want to you want to vicar live vicariously through your avatar character and become that person and just dominate. Even if even if in your in your own world, you're not dominating, you have a game that you go in and dominate and you don't feel like that in this game. With Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a lot of fun. The stories is great. The characters are awesome. They managed to get the feel of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise in there. And it was hilarious. I loved it. It was heartfelt. It was comedy. It was action packed. It had everything. And I just I really I was really happy when they got that win. I was so happy. It's amazing that a game that was announced at a short amount of time that came out instantly and it was a solid game was better than a game that was announced prior to didn't meet up to its expectation. It's amazing. It's just amazing. So I hope Crystal Dynamics learn from this 
I, what I hate about what Crystal Dynamics is doing is that they're doing what a lot of other corporate practices do and that they don't admit when they're wrong unless they absolutely have to unless they're backed against the wall and they can't but they'll try to deflect every single thing that they possibly can and i hate companies like that because 2k games also does that as well whenever they you know flop up and there's bugs and glitches in their games they won't acknowledge it they won't apologize for it they'll just move on it's kind of like with um Travis Scott is done with the Astro um, in an interview with Charlemagne the God. You know, you don't acknowledge the things. You just talk about what you're going to do in the future. That's exactly what Travis Scott just did. And that's exactly what they did, too. It just it, it burns me with that. It, it just own up to your wrongs, man. Just seriously. So moving on. Best art direction. Deathloop one. I actually voted for Kena Bridge of Spirits, which by the way, I finally did purchase that game yesterday. It was on sale. Uh, you know, the best part about the game awards is a lot of the games that are nominated are on sale. And that was that was a $49.99 game and it was on sale for $29.99. I was like, I can't, I gotta jump on this. I gotta jump on this immediately. So I managed to get the game. I actually played a little bit of it yesterday, but guaranteed, I think Matt rather next week because we're back we're getting closer to christmas so i'm going to be shutting down things for christmas and new year's uh down the line but um i'm going to be reviewing this game so immediately shutting down will give me enough time to play this game thoroughly and i was i can tell you now it's beautiful i can't believe it's an indie game so uh i voted for kina bridge of spirits but Deathloop won for best art direction as well up against uh kina psychonuts ratchet and clank riff and the artful escape so got that and best music score went to nier replicant i will not say the the number of the version but you know what it is <laughs> music score what and i you know what i'm glad it won because i didn't exactly vote for guardians of the galaxy uh because as much as i love the game i didn't like the song selections that they did entirely like there were some good some bad Artful Escape, Death Loop, and I don't know how the hell Cyberpunk 2077 gets nominated for anything. Like, granted, yeah, the music is probably is dope, but seriously, I think they should be on punishment for what they did. And shout out to Adam Sessler on G4 for actually create. He actually did a segment reminding us of what went down a whole entire year ago with this game it reminded us of all the headaches that we had with this game this was my venture into possibly getting into fps games and it failed miserably okay um i talk about it all the time I'm not really big on fps games but i wanted to check this out and i was trying to get this the benefit of the doubt so much but on the ps4 it just did not work for me so i still am wondering if i should get it for the ps5 because it's extremely cheap now but i was just so it, the fact that it was on a PS4 and it looked like it was on a it was a Nintendo Switch game, or even furthermore, a, a PS Vita game on a PS4, unforgivable. And then on top of that, all the glitches and all the stuff, I, this reminds me of when my um my wife who hates roller coasters, I convinced her to finally go on a roller coaster because it's not that bad. And I'm thinking in terms of like a Six Flags, you know, Superman ride or whatever like that. That wasn't it's really not a big deal. It's a nice little smooth fun ride. No, we went to Hershey Park here in Pennsylvania, and I just happened to make to convince her or influence her to go into one of the fastest rides 
in the world. The, I thought it was called the Stingray, the Thunderbird or something like the Colt or whatever. It was named after a horse. Wasn't a good idea. Cause you know how roller coasters basically lead you. It, 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 it kind of has that slow build into the fast pace of everything. It goes up slowly before it goes down or anything. No, not this one. Not one bit. The minute the dude hit the button, he was like, sorry for your damn life. Click and the damn roller coaster went zooming the hell out. And as fast as it has gone within a minute, I still have time to look at her and look at the fright on my wife's face. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, she, this is not gonna. This is not gonna go down well at all. <laughs> and that's how I felt like Cyberpunk 2077 was. It was like a disaster of an attempt to get into or get adjusted into you know first person shooters. And I think it just it it really it damaged me. So I would love if somebody or even if I would say uh, G4 would come up with a segment that allows people who are don't like FPS games recommend some FPS games that maybe, you know, user friendly or player friendly to people like me who probably don't like FPS games. And I think I'm just not a shooter, dude. I'll just like I, if I play an FPS game, I want to be able to like I want an FPS fighting game because I think that will be dope. And I, I'm surprised that hasn't come out yet. So I don't know. That's the deal, but I digress. Let's move on with the next category here. We got best audio design, uh, Forza Horizon 5, 1, be Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank Rift, uh, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Moving on, we got best performances. Okay, I swore, I voted for uh, Giancarlo Esposito, because that dude is just ridiculously dope. He was going up against Jason Kelly, from Deathloop, um, you got Erica Mori um, from uh, Life is Strange, True Colors, and you got um, Ozama. I can't pronounce her name properly. Uh, Ozama, Ozama, Oza, I got it. I'm, I'm butchering his name. She also was playing the other, the, the co-lead for Deathloop. But Maggie Robertson, who uh, plays Lady um, Detriment, I'm butchering these names, from Resident Evil. <laughs> one for best performance. Okay. I'm not mad the fact that she that she won. Because I love Giancarlo Esposito. But she gave she man. This woman, when I tell you, she was ready to win this award. She had the most slayful dress I've ever like she wow. <laughs> I if if not for anything, go watch the category for best performance. When she wins, she demands the camera with this dress, this stunning dress that she came out with for her. It's just fitting all in the right places. It was she, she was. I'd never seen Maggie Robinson before, but I will never forget Maggie Robinson. I may be a fan of Maggie Robinson. Like I, I don't play Resident Evil games, but I think I might play Resident Evil. <laughs> like I've only played six and beat six. I may jump on Village just for her. Like she is stunning. Okay, she 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 owned that award win. Okay, so kudos to her. Congratulations to her. John Carlo Esposito also like he was he was presenting as well. It was dope to have him in there because he's a high he's like the highest caliber of um, of actors 
in this uh, category. So, I mean, for her to beat him, it was pretty dope. So, uh, games for impact. This is for pro social meaning and message. Um, this was deep and life is colors. True. Uh, life is strange. True colors. One for this. I kind of thought it was when I, when they showed the trailer, what this was going to be about. I was very intrigued by this game and the message that they're trying to send. Um, that's why I'm looking forward to playing this. And I found out it was going to be a Nintendo switch and it's not a cloud version. Thank you. Um, I'm more than interested in playing this game. I can't wait. I will eventually get this game very soon. So it beat out no longer home. Cure, uh, Colorful Tale, Boyfriend Dungeon, and Before Your Eyes. So definitely uh, go out of your way. Now, hold for a minute. Games for Impact. I don't recall that being a category last year because if that's the case, if that was a game that had a pro-social meaning and message, Spider-Man Miles Morales should have won last year because no more of a game that had a pro-social meaning and message to it than that. And I don't know if that inspired that because there was it was that and then there was a bunch of other games that were coming out but miles morale i i gotta see, i gotta check last year's categories and see if one did that game ever win anything and two was this category out because the black lives matter message was fully in effect in there and it was beautifully told in such a way and maybe that inspired this i don't know it is it's very interesting um so hopefully that uh that is the case but we'll see we got best ongoing, so I voted for Genshin Impact, which I thought it was, but Final Fantasy 14 Online won, and I understandably so. Um, if Xavier Woods had anything to do with this category, he probably would have um, made this win <laughs> as well. But Genshin Impact was probably had to be a strong, and Fortnite also, Apex Legends. These are all great ongoing games in this category. This is probably one of the strongest categories of the entire um, list of categories that are there. So moving on, we got best indie. Kina Bridge of Spirits won for this, and this is what led me to be like, okay, it's time for me to get it. And then I got a message on PlayStation 5 that told me that this game is on sale. Match made in heaven, got it. It beat 12 minutes, Death Store, Encryption, and Loop Hero. Really surprised that this is a indie game, even though it's, it, it's a Sony exclusive, and it was helped by Sony. They're not claiming it as a AAA game of their own. I'm really surprised this. this is, it's a beautiful game game looks like a dream um a dreamworks animation movie so i'm looking forward to it uh I, again i played like very little of it last night and um looking forward to continue to play it more that uh as time goes by it has a really really big breath of the wild type of feel to it so i'm looking forward to really getting into it so uh let me see we're on next category best mobile game genshin impact won this uh beat league of legends wild rift beat marvel future revolution pokemon unite which i thought was a pretty good league of legends-esque type of game and fantasia genshin impact i when i play it i really enjoy it but i'm always afraid because i feel like if i get go too far down the rabbit hole they're gonna start finding ways to try to build me and i nobody has said that yet but it's a free to play game but it's it's it, i feel like it's a trap the game is so damn gorgeous like why is this a free to play game why is this game that plays this this good and looks this good a free to play game i hate that this is a free to play game because i want to just enjoy it for what it is i think i would play it a lot more but i just feel like it's trying to trap me into a position where i'm going to have to buy in that purchases and it just, it irks me. And maybe one of these days, 
I'm going to put my foot back into the water with this game again. But congratulations to them nonetheless. It's a, it's an awesome game. I will I will definitely not discredit them for that. Um, we also have best community support. We got Final Fantasy uh, 14 Online, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Destiny 2, Apex Legends, with the winner being Final Fantasy 14 Online. So congratulations to them. Innovation and accessibility. I thought this was dope. Um, I voted for Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I thought they did a really good um, job with their mechanics as well. But Forza Horizon 5 uh, won for this. They had the best mechanics. This is a category that they use for people who are hearing impaired or, um, you know, sight impaired, I believe. And there's mechanics in the games that will help them be able to enjoy the game just as much as everybody else. And here in uh, all these categories were best um, were recognized for that in this category. So it was it was pretty cool. We also have best VR AR. I don't give a rat's ass about this, but President Evil 4 beat this. I will never get into VR. Screw the metaverse and all that jazz. If if I'm going to if even if I get I, I just not no, Absolutely no. Y'all can joke about it all y'all want. I'm not down with the metaverse. If I got to put on gargles and all that crap. Screw you, Mark Zuckerberg for that and all other things going on in Facebook right now. Next category, <laughs> best action game, Renewal, uh, Returnal, Far Cry 6, Deathloop, uh, Shivery 2, and Back for Blood with Returnal winning this category. So nothing I got to say about this moving on. Best action adventure game. I was really happy about this. We got Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I did vote for because I didn't think this other one was going to get it. Metroid Dread. Much to my surprise, Metroid Dread, with its announcement coming out this year and release this year, one best action event. Once again, Nintendo proves that you don't have to be the most powerful system in the game as long as you create a awesome game and to their credit metroid was an awesome game mercury steam and nintendo created the definitive metroid game i haven't jumped on a metroid game in years i i beat the original metroid game it drained my life beating mother brain i haven't played a game like it since i played i played them but i didn't beat them i played super metroid i played metroid asteroid asteroid m or whatever it was called back then for the uh what was it the gamecube which was i think done by team ninja if i'm if i'm correct i haven't played a metroid game since because i knew how much it was going to drain me this this drained me but i felt a sense of accomplishment playing and if you guys remember i when i reviewed this i was both upset and felt proud after beating this game because they put you through it but you you will be rewarded afterwards you will feel much rewarded afterwards man it, it was a, it's a beautiful game i hope actually they add something to this but it was it was pretty awesome and they you know well deserved i know adam sessler again from g4 i can't wait to hear his thoughts because he actually was one of the only people i i've ever seen that really hated the game because he felt like it was too archaic in a sense but ever everybody else in in the g-force uh crew loved it so i know it's gonna kind of rub the rub it in um his eye a little bit with that <laughs> announcement there but um it's pretty dope best role-playing game i voted scarlet nexus 
um, and Tales of Arise went. And this is another game I was I really was thinking about actually wanting to play. Um, it's I believe it's on the PlayStation five, uh, four or five right now. So it's a part of the Tales series. I believe I heard it was really good. And uh, it it won. I I I went for Scarlet Nexus because it was just a. I, I really enjoyed the experience with that game. I felt it was really great. Um, but in terms of I guess role playing uh, aspects of it, Tales of Arise. One I I've heard great things about it. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei uh, Five also uh, was nominated. Monster Hunter Rise. And again, I don't understand why or how Cyber Freaking Punk Two Twenty Seventy Seven. <laughs> It gets nominated for anything. The travesty. Ah, jeez. But it won. So it, it, it actually didn't win. It got nominated. But technically, when you get nominated, you still win. You know, I know. <laughs> okay. Next category here. Best fighting. I would have turned off. I would have immediately turned off the the entire show. Had this game not win. Best fighting game of the year. You had Demon Slayer, which I felt was really diluted in, in terms of presentation and experience. You had Melty Blood type Lumina, which was just a solid fighter, but not the best fighter I've ever played. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which I have not played yet, but I do attend on getting and playing uh, soon. Um, Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, which was just basically a good solid version of the game that we played for ever but never adds anything new or there's no nuance to it so to me that makes for a disappointment and then you got guilty gear strive undoubtedly the best fighter of 2021 gave you a full-on presentation it brought back the english uh dub cast it gave you a full-on movie experience it gave you so much more and it's coming with more content coming soon a, a new character actually did just arrive on a game and we're getting a whole new story even after that so how did and, and on for and on top of that the look of the game is just unbelievable arc system works nobody can top them right now okay nobody and they deserve to win and they did win because if they didn't i would have cried foul so much on this and i would have i would have I probably would have stuck because this is one of my favorite categories. Unfortunately, the bad part about this with the Game Awards too is that this was not a really big category. And I don't blame the Game Awards for not really emphasizing or focusing on this like they had on previous years. I don't know what's going on with the fighting game uh, dynamic of the of the industry right now. Um, we got some new fighting games coming up soon, some brand new ones. Um that are coming up and i just don't know i don't know we need to get the fight the fighting game and this is why i'm playing so many other new games right now because there hasn't been that many fighting games out i really want my fighting games back i need a new street fighter i need we got king of fighters coming i really need we need some new stuff we need a the new tekken um you know we, we fighting games need to come back a full force and i don't know if the the idea of the pandemic is playing a part of this but we need something absolutely new to ref i mean it's crazy fighting games was dying a really interesting death within a few years before prior to street fighter 4 yoshinori ono comes into the fray of capcom and all of a sudden he revitalizes 
with with him creating helping to executive produce street fighter 4 and later on street fighter 5 it revitalized the fighting game industry and like and, and in ways that we haven't seen in years and now he leaves and all of a sudden the fighting game industry and the community is just died down again what the hell can we find yoshinori ono can capcom you know take the stick out of their ass and get him back and create a new because i bet you if you create a new street fighter 6 that everybody's been waiting for and i think that was another thing street fighter 5 became an ongoing game experience and look the damn game is not even you know recognized as a best ongoing game this year like why is it i don't i don't like this all that time you spend creating content for these games you're wasting time not creating new games i don't understand this ongoing game crap like i really don't i think it's just lazy to me i mean that's my opinion that's my opinion until i'm educated more on why the purpose of ongoing games is there when you can have especially if you don't have a department big enough to focus on on ongoing game but also create newer games and i don't know what capcom's current state is i don't think it's as good as it was but i I can't definitely say i'm pretty sure it's not indie level where it's like only five people or one person or three people you know developing a game i know they have more people than that but also there's also the thing called the pandemic which is also affecting things as well so i don't know man it's just so much that has happened uh, I wish again. I wish Yoshinori Ono was back on that new. So because I think he 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 brought a great. He was to fighting games as Reggie Fizeme was to Nintendo, and taking nothing away from Doug Bowser because I think Doug Bowser is doing a great job in carrying the torch that that Reggie Fizeme has had. For God's sake, his name is Bowser for God's sake. But I think Yoshinori Ono brought such an awesome presence to the fighting game industry and community um that's missing right now and i wish it comes back but thank you to arc system works and sega for demon slayer and sega for virtual fighter 5 and everybody who's come up with a fighting game this year or next year just keeps it i i need this 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 is one of my favorite genres in video games always has been and it's just been it's been great so moving on best family game again I voted for Mario Party Superstars because I really enjoyed this game. Thought it was going to be a dead ringer for this. And it takes two. Once again, takes that. I Seriously, I really need to check out this game because um, I thought, look, at least if if I was if it was up for category for best Mario Party game, the recent Mario Party Superstars would beat all of them because I thought they did a great job with that. Wario, where gets it together, also was uh, something that was uh, nominated. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Really fun game. Love that. Uh, new Pokemon Snap was also nominated as well, but It Takes Two took the role again. It now took two awards. <laughs> yeah. So next category here, we got Best Sim Strategy. Um, Age of Empires 4 won that. Um, I'm not going to go for the categories on that. We're going to move on. Best Sports Racing, Forza Horizon uh, 5, one for Best Sport Racing Game, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Riders Republic, uh, F1 2021, and FIFA 22 was also uh, nominated for this category. Best Multiplayer, It Takes Two takes it again for um, in front of Knockout City, which I, I would have enjoyed playing, but I hate the fact that it's an online game. Uh, back for blood monster hunter rise new world and valhalla or valhem uh which was nominated for that 
Content Creator of the Year, Dream, went up against Falsey, uh, uh, Falsely, uh, Gals, MB, and Jeffrey, whoever these guys are. So we got that. Best Debut Indie. Kenna Bridge of Spirits won for Best Debut Indie. Uh, went up against Sable, Valheim, The Forgotten uh, City, and Artful Escape. So you got that. Most anticipated game of the year went to Elden Ring. I voted for the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which surprisingly did not get to win. Um, Elden Ring is being, is, is, um, is that the game with um, Gemmel del Toro involved in it? I forgot. It was a Bandai Namco game. Uh, also, God of War Ragnarok, which I thought it was actually going to be the one to win. Horizon Forbidden West was also nominated. Starfield was also nominated for that. So, best esport game, League of Legends. Beat it once again. Call of Duty, Counter-Strike Global Offense, uh, Dota 2, and Vol uh, Valorant was also nominated in this category. And now I'm just going to skip over the esports part because I am not, not only I'm not going to recognize this category, I'm not going to even try to even pronounce the names that are always easy to butcher in these games, but they also had the E, the e categories as well here. So that was all of them. That was all of the categories from that point. Now, interestingly, I, what I love about the Game Awards, because I find it funny, is that they they have they they have so many categories in so little time so they have to run through these categories and it it seems a bit anticlimactic so it's like it what it makes you feel like is that there's you know thanksgiving there's the adele table and then there's the kitty table and if you don't make it to the kitty table it doesn't feel as epic as being an adult table so getting your category just in the speed and the speed uh, mention of the show is like being in a kid's table. And so it hurt me even more that the fighting game category was now in the kid's, in the kid's table of the uh, of the event. So it's unfortunate. But like I said, we need to get the fighting game industry more acknowledged in order for them to make it to the major categories because they will be recognized better. So we'll see. But um, like I said, overall, that was good. But I think to me, what I love more was in fact the um the the announcements the announcements weren't totally epic but they were there were some great announcements and some really surprising announcements coming out of this that i am looking forward to um i mentioned um the unreal engine with the matrix awakening in the previous segment so i won't even get into that but we got a glimpse of a new trailer for Star Wars Eclipse, which is a new action adventure game coming out from Quantum uh, Quantic uh, Dream um, that is set in the High Republic. And it looks god awful gorgeous. Like we're getting a glimpse of what the power of the new gen systems is gonna do. And it looks absolutely fantastic. I am, I'm actually excited about this new Star Wars game. I didn't know if it was, cause it said Lucas Films. I didn't know if it was like, oh, from the looks of it, it looks like it could have been an Indiana Jones game, but as you go continue through the actual um, the series, I mean the actual trailer, you'll see that you could definitely tell that it's a Star Wars game. So, oh by the way, I'm watching the Game Wars again on my other uh, on my TV as I'm talking about this, and the performance category is coming in. Uh, Robertson is coming up. God, she is slaying that dress. Wow she she wow 
I am not mad. I am not mad at all. She represented. <laughs> okay, I am not mad. So, um, Alan Wake 2 was also announced uh, officially. And very interesting here because I swear to goodness, looking at it for a glimpse, the guy who plays Alan Wake looks like Bradley Cooper. I thought that was like very interesting. I don't know if it was actually um, Bradley Cooper, but it looks like Bradley Cooper from there. But that is scheduled to come out in 2023. So that has been announced. A lot of these games have been announced to be in the making for years to come uh, for like not next year, but um, leading to 2023. A new Wonder Woman game has been announced from Middle Earth Shadow of Madar um, developers Monolith Productions. Uh, I was not expecting this. I was very surprised. So now we're getting a lot of new DC content coming out from Warner Brothers games. Um, this is awesome because we got the Suicide Squad, which I'll talk about in a minute, Kill the Justice League um, coming out. We still got the Gotham Knights game that's coming out. You know what I, I I was hoping because I didn't know that this was a Wonder Woman game and I saw Wonder Woman in there. I'm like, oh, my God, is this a new Injustice game or what? What is going on here? So, so this is coming out a, a standalone Wonder Woman game. It is long time coming. We she needs her own game. I hope they do this justice. I hope they do. Uh, we got new Elden Ring trailer uh, premieres, brand new cinematic story tale, uh, trailer in here as well. Looks dope. Um, really excited for people. We did get our Suicide Squad kill the Justice League uh, deal. Um, complete with Amanda Waller coming out. Play, And I forgot the name of the... Um, let me see if I could get her. Because she was um, she's the actor... Who played? Uh, who's who was? Um, she she plays a lot of voices, but she's known. She's known for um, not Justice League dummy, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice. There we go. She's known for uh, also being one of the original cast members of Mad TV. So let me see if they come. Ah, I forgot Samoa Joe is King Shark. I keep forgetting. Yeah, Deborah Wilson came out as Amanda Waller. She killed it. Like she was live on stage dressed in Amanda Waller gear and she demanded the crowd almost in a sense like um, Tom Hiddleston did at San Diego Comic-Con when he reprised his role as Loki. She did kind of that same thing and knocked it out the park. It was a great uh, presentation to show the trailer in there. And um, it looks awesome. So we got to see gameplay footage, real gameplay footage of the game and how it's playing. It really does look a lot like the... Guardians of the Galaxy style of gameplay, which I believe people said it was like, um, oh, I forgot it was another game that they said it was like that I never played before. But it, I think it's going to be like an action RPG style game that is going to be played because I think you're going to be able to control all four uh, characters in here, except in Guardians of the Galaxy, you were only able to play as Quill. I think you may be able to play as four different characters at once. We'll, we'll see more. We'll probably hear more as it's coming along, but it looks like it's coming along. Looks great. We got to see an evil version of the Flash <laughs> in this one. Um, so it looks it looks really awesome. Rocksteady is ready to right, come, make a huge comeback with some new games. I'm so happy that they're there because what they did with the Arkham series is legendary. Like they were the ones, if I can make a comparison, 
Rockstar Rocksteady Games is to comic book video games as Wesley Snipes as Blade was to movie uh, comic book movies. It really started everything. It it really started the revolution of oh we can actually make a great game and we now have one that we can temp- use as a template for other great games. Spider Man probably wouldn't be without the influence or inspiration from the Arkham series that Rocksteady did. You know, I, I really enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they uh, do with this game. Um, we also got a bigger surprise. Like, okay, I'm not a Xbox owner anymore. And I ne- when I did, I never really played Halo at all. But I damn sure I'm interested in watching a new TV series based on Halo. I've got a first trailer that gave that actually gives us a look of a actual action base live action base version of the popular tv series complete with actual master chief now i know they had halo there was a halo series before that but they, they never i don't think they actually had master chief in here this actually we see master chief in this game i mean i'm, I'm saying game in this series which also stars bokeem whoopby i think more than anything that's more of a reason for me to want to play uh watch this series i love bokeem whoopby and i've watched him dating back since the original his first appearance in anything in an hbo film that they did uh, back then and then he just his, his career just went skyrocketing anything he's in there's a there's a sense of quality a distinct signature that only he brings into these shows and films and everything i am looking forward to it because bokeem wrote by is one of my favorite actors he is no joke okay love him love him love him um, we also get to see Hellblade 2, Sanoa's uh, saga. Uh, my goodness, Ninja Theory is unbelievable. I think this is going to be a, this is going to be a Xbox exclusive, if I'm correct. And if it's not, kudos, because I may get this on a PS5. This game is one of the games that is going to change the game for the industry and this new gen and this new generation of uh consoles it looks i i you know when i say i I laugh at my wife when she looks at when she looks at some of the games that i play because they look there's some form of photorealism to it but you can still get a sense of this is not real i don't know if i can say the same for you know games like uh hellblade 2. this the movement, the pores, the skin texture, everything, the layers, the character models, they look r- more real than ever. It's just incredible. The movement, the animation, especially like, all right, I love the the, the Judgment series and the Yakuza series because they look real to an extent too, but you can still tell in some cases that they are because of the animation and movement and such, the hair strength, the hair textures and all that. Not this game. <laughs> this game looks outstanding okay um arc raiders x dice de- uh, develops um new game which is like a co-op shooter sci-fi shooter which is coming out for spoken i am really interested in this game i uh square enix new i uh, guess uh action uh, rpg uh with a date now for may 24 2022 for the playstation 5 and pc it looks awesome it has a a black female protagonist in here 
as well. I am looking forward to this game. It looks epic as hell. Thank you, Square Enix, for that form of representation. Horizon Forbidden West gameplay trailer also was revealed in here. It looks look like it's, it's developing very nicely in here. Um, Sonic. Lots of Sonic news in here. For one thing, which right now I'm watching the trailer to the new Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, which was uh, released and announced on the Game Awards presented by the main uh, character of Sonic himself. Um, let me get this gentleman's name down because I always forget his name too. Sonic the Hedgehog. Ben Schwartz, who uh, who plays Sonic. And he came out very entertaining. He was very charismatic. He's perfect for this role. But they showed the trailer to two and it looks fantastic. Like I am so ready to watch this movie. You know, Robotnik is back. Jim Carrey's back as Robotnik. It looks like they added so much more to this. It looks very respectful to the video game. They got a lot of video game fanfare in this trailer. And then you see Knuckles played by Idris Alba. Dude, if you haven't watched the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer, you got to watch it. This movie is going to be baller. <laughs> They put so much more into this. I, it, it, you know, it's so sad. Yesterday when the Game Awards was playing, it was also announced that um, Cowboy Bebop, the Netflix season, series that just ended, is already canceled after the first season. I'm not doing a Sunday show, so I might as well reveal, reveal it now and it's sad. I, Despite the fact that I liked it and other people who on our Facebook group, uh, group liked it and other people were saying they liked it, you know, Netflix got cold feet. I don't know why, uh, to what extent led to that, but I'm glad that Sega and got in, in the approval of all fans really liked the first movie that they were able to make a second movie. And the second movie looks like is even going to be better than the first. And if that is the case, and if they do it again, this could, in fact, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie series can in fact be considered the greatest video game movie series of all time because name another uh, movie based on a video game that has been this successful up until this point like you could say um mortal kombat but mortal kombat annihilation sucked okay the new mortal kombat was great we haven't seen a second movie yet they are making the second movie so we gotta wait for that but in terms of accuracy and fanfare sonic the hedgehog 2 actually kind of brought it a little bit better than with um then what mortal kombat did because mortal kombat kind of changed took some liberties but they made it work so i i wasn't mad at what they did at all with that uh with that movie but it made it work but sonic the hedgehog was surprisingly good and the fact that they went back and did the redesign really helped and i like how ben schwartz actually addressed that in a jokingly way in there because it really helped them and they took the criticism and they listened to the fans and because of it, they got a much better movie and it looks like we're going to get a even better movie in that. Not only that, they also announced a brand new Sonic game, Sonic Frontiers, which is a open world Sonic adventure. They call it open zone, which I like the, the play term to it, but it's open world. I like this idea. I like it because I think it'll allow you to play at your own pace. It'll allow you to control the speed your way. And it's coming 
next year of 2022. At least we hope that is the idea that they, is the ideal date that they said it was coming out. I wasn't too happy with Sonic Colors as much as other people were. I didn't. There was a few glitches on it. Um, this, which I believe is coming out for every system. I am looking forward to this and it looks awesome. Like it, it's really taken on a breath of the wild type of premise with it. And I like it because this means it's not conformed and constricted to just a stage or whatever, where you have to be fast and all this stuff. I think it'll allow them to create a new control scheme and gameplay style for Sonic while also implementing the, his strengths of being a speedster or whatever. So I'm really interested. I'm excited about this new game. And I think this will be able to take Sonic to a level that we've been waiting for them to take it to. So I'm, I'm going to be rooting hard for this one. So, but it looks awesome. Looking forward to it. Um, and it's, it's great. What I'm not looking forward to, even though it's such an awesome game is Cuphead. They had an awesome, they did an awesome, um, performance promoting this game on the game awards. And it call it the delicious last course or what you want to call it the DLC. <laughs> this is clever. I really do like it. Like I probably will jump on it. I let me tell you something. People love Cuphead. Cuphead is a lot to love about Cuphead. It, it takes place. It takes um, you into the retro animated universe of the old 30s style of animation and all the stuff, the beautifully hand drawing style of animation. But in its place is also an extremely hard game that does not help your mental health any better. <laughs> okay. I, I would not recommend this to be played by anybody who is going through any mental health issues right now, because this game is unfortunately not for you. You will not be able to enjoy this game because you're going to be frustrated with this game. As somebody in our group, Sharon White, uh, Shannon White, I'll, you know, credit her for saying this. They're like, she said it was just as hard as fighting Mike Tyson. I'm like, no. Me and, me and my man Craig Collin, we're like, no. You can, you know how to beat Tyson by now. You go on YouTube clips and, and, and find a way to beat Tyson. This is like a, a, a mob full of Tysons coming at you and coming to take you out. Okay. So now nah, I'm no, no way in hell. Cuphead is a whole nother level of hard. Okay. So you got that. Uh, so that's coming out soon It's uh, being coming. Actually, they got a release date for June 30th, 2022. Uh, it'll be coming. So stay tuned. But I love the, the performance that they did. I love the fact that it's called the DLC city or DLC island or whatever like that. And, and DLC for them is delicious last course. It's really cool. But the, you don't have new bosses and new challenges that will be awaiting you and new frustrations at that. So um, Telltale Games makes a comeback here and uh we knew that they were coming back but now we see what they're working on one of the games that they're working on is star trek resurgence which is like a post the next generation game made by telltale uh veterans and not only is this coming back but we're also getting the return of spock not played by leonard nimoy of course he, he uh the legend has passed away but they're honoring him by bringing him back his uh his character and his likeness back onto the game. And it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, the story, uh, I believe, is taking place shortly after Star Trek The Next Generation. So that's going to be interesting. Um, they also are coming out with uh, a game called The Expanse, which is a prequel to the TV series um, that I never saw before. So <laughs> it is um, 
It is being developed by Life is Strange Color, uh, True Colors uh, Deck 9 and Telltale and looks pretty awesome. I will say that. So we also got a Plague's Tale Requiem with a brand new trailer as, as well. Uh, I mentioned Jeff Keighley opens uh, the Game Awards with the uh, condemnation of industry abuse. Um, and he was calling attention to these ongoing problems and abuse and harassment that was been plaguing the game industry we talked about, which is why Activision and Blizzard was banned from this event. And respectfully, Joe, that was that was good morale for Jeff Keighley. It was a good move on him for doing that. So that was one of the first things that was just put in. And that's that's that speaks a lot for the power that Jeff Keighley has created for himself, creating these creating this uh this game this 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 event he has so much power now like more power than he's ever had before like people don't understand they need to look up the, the history of jeff Kelly. jeff Kelly was one of the original one i wouldn't say original members of um g4 but he was there during the 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 previous regime of g4 and when the company got defunct he moved on and tried to do game trailers uh, the website there and then um shortly after we didn't see him and then all of a sudden he coming up with the game awards and now it's like eight years later this thing is huge i mean the amount of connections that he has gained for himself creating this is just i, I how can you not like that how do you not respect that guy for what he's done it, he's it's an incredible thing i gotta commend him for it i would man i would love to interview him so much <laughs> and, and talk about his journey with this it's just it's unbelievable so we also get a surprise another surprise game dune spice world spice wars i should say is uh coming out it's a four-time real-time strategy game didn't know they still consider things real-time strategy but that's awesome <laughs> so it's a real-time strategy game that's coming out soon uh in 2022 uh for the pc so you're going to get access to that silent hill creator announces a new game called uh slitterhead which is interesting uh gamer dotoro was also making an appearance uh mentioning the categories he, he wanted to see a new silent hill game as well coming from them uh but he's he's hoping for the best among us is now going into vr so now you're gonna i think for vr that actually may be a really fun way of playing among us and there so that's going to be out there uh new saints row gameplay was also shown there it looks like you're going back to what they do best and just you know chaotic world open world experiences with that and all sorts of chaos i love the saint uh saints row games they're just insanely out of pocket <laughs> uh we got x bioware developers uh reveal fantasy victorium uh survival game called nightingale that actually that game looks really really dope uh it looks to be a uh first person combat game uh in a way and it's coming out on pc early 2022 we also get a glimpse of tina tiny tina's wonderland uh, which a trailer that was presented by will um will arnett and i forgot in our, and i forgot the co-star that he was with but they were really funny presenting this and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun too a little bit looks like a little bit of a mix of uh first person shooter and third person as well um simo lee was in, was presenting uh a category as well he was really i love that dude yeah uh, from shang chi he is hilarious I, I look forward to seeing him in the marvel universe and do more in the industry as well um 
I, I saw his uh, the documentary for Shang Chi, and he was talking about how much he was struggling as an actor up until this point. And man, it, and it was very grateful to be the one to be picked to be Shang Chi. He's a dope dude. I really like him. Really, really like him. Uh, Crossfire X is officially coming to Xbox on February, uh, February 10th, I should say. So get ready for that. Monster Hunter Rise is coming out with a new expansion called Sunbreak. I don't know if I'm going to get back onto that game anytime soon. It looks dope, but like I still haven't really got into the Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise has been great, but I think um, I actually enjoyed the other Monster Hunter, the Monster Hunter stories a little better than that <laughs> for some reason. Final Fantasy VII Integrate, Remake Integrate coming to the PC. Um, they've been waiting and it still hasn't come out on Xbox yet. That I found interesting. I mean, slowly but surely, because I was told, I thought this was scheduled to come out for the Xbox a little bit later, um, but hasn't come out for the Xbox yet. It still hasn't been announced, but, you know, Remake Integrate was revealed earlier this year as a PS5 exclusive, and it was revealed uh, to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive at least for six months, but it's coming out now. When it will come out on the uh, Xbox, uh, who knows? We'll see. Dying Light 2 cinematic trailer. Uh, which gives us a terrifying look at uh, of this world of infested zombies as well. New Warhammer Space Marine uh, 2 announced. Destiny 2 also announced. A Witch Queen announced as well. Um, the first actual reveal was a Zelda-like game called Tunic, which is, looks really awesome. And that's coming out uh, March 16th, 2022. This was the game that imme I immediately got excited for immediately because i've been waiting for this game to return and not only return but also be available for the nintendo switch this is a fighting game that i enjoyed during my days of the P ps3 i believe it came out on persona 4 arena is coming to the ps4 nintendo switch and pc love this game this was an awesome game um this is my first venture into the persona series and this game was so awesome and it was done by arc system works and it had um it had like all audio uh you know uh english dub in there which was strange because if you own funimation the streaming app persona 4 is there but they don't have the english dub cast that was on the game on air it was really weird that they don't but this one did and it has and i'm looking forward to playing it again because it was awesome it was a really great awesome game from arc system works that they ported so now it's coming back and it looks like they're probably going to have some little extra bells and whistles for it too uh coming so i'm looking forward to it. march 17 2022 i've been dying for them to bring this back out now we getting this coming back can we get injustice nether realm can we get injustice and and even mortal kombat 9 and 10 you know coming back you know some form or fashion make that happen what the hell are y'all doing at that studio I mean, y'all brought out every single damn like come on man so a new kind of fortnite-ish type of game rumbleverse is coming a battle royal game but and i believe this is made by epic games or iron galaxy and epic games is uh doing this this i i i, I can't find myself to play fortnite i've gone into it every once in a while but i'm not a mainstay because i'm just i'm just not but this right here this is a brawler this is a, a literally a open world brawler, not any, no guns needed. This is you with 
wrestling moves this is you with fighting moves and you getting in the mix of things this may be the game that i go and 40 players will be able to drop onto the map and just start wrestling and using wrestling it pretty much looked like a big huge wrestling you know hardcore you know battle royal i might be down with this i'm looking forward to this there was no release date for it but i'm i'm, I'm definitely gonna keep my eye on that um doke v rockstar music video extended cut was also shown there we got lord of the rings golem and untold story trailer uh we got uh pubg which is uh the battlegrounds uh is going free to play but as from what i understand here is uh there will be a free basic account and a battlegrounds plus subscription see this is why i stay off of the games <laughs> so moving on we got babylon's uh fall release date announced uh, it's coming march 3rd 2022 we got um tashia or shia i don't know how to pronounce that released in windows trailer which is coming out spring of 2022 um and reveals a uh game called thirsty suitors i actually think this is going to be awesome it's an action rpg about skating and dating basically the premise to me has vibes of scott pilgrim because she's fighting off like some evil ex boyfriends and girlfriends that she dated she's uh she's by bi uh she's bisexual but every relationship she's had probably turned bad and she's gonna be fighting off against them this is very scott pilgrim like but i like that premise and it looks like you're gonna be able to do some really fun things with it i like the story premise um i believe she is of indian descent and i got that vibe i could be wrong but that's pretty awesome that they, there's a lot of representation going on with this game as well so i'm keeping my eye on this one too it's an action rpg game and uh yeah it looks it looks pretty interesting i mean i don't depend on where it's gonna be I'll, I'll give this a try so um what else was there new nice deaf mixes roguelike action um with comedy was mentioned somerville trailer um it was coming as well uh planet of lana was also uh shown here the uh an off earth odyssey trailer it's coming uh 2022 no specific date king of fighters reveal another new character um and an announcement for a second open beta test on for the playstation 4 and playstation 5 coming soon no announcement for the nintendo uh, switch but i'm gonna keep hope on that because samurai showdown wind up coming onto the system later on and nobody really thought that they was supposed is going to be coming out so chances are is it's possibly going to happen here texas chainsaw massacre online multiplayer horror game announced and some of the stories on there are based on true events so that's really interesting and creepy as hell so you got that homeworld 3 announced for a quarter a fourth quarter of 2022 uh gtfo won't pronounce what that means coming full version is available now vampire the masquerade blood hunt uh is at the with the game awards uh 2021 trailer coming spring 2022 the alternate history game still rising uh is gets a new cinematic trailer so at uh, the game awards no date for that metal hell's uh singer god of metal trailer uh scheduled to come out for all new gen systems npc 2022 evil west gameplay trailer was also shown there uh google play announced uh 
that they're bringing mobile games to PC in 2022. And we got Spotify console gamers favorite music this year. And that was everything that was at the Game Awards this year. So um, overall, like I said, it was a it was a solid. Let me put it like this. The, the Game Awards this year to me, for me, was solid. I wasn't bored. I wasn't disappointed. I was entertained throughout the time. The performances were great. The Imagine Dragon performances that they did for Arcane, um, the League of Legends series was probably the best. Um, and I was second at by Sting's performance as well. Like all the performances were great, but my favorites was definitely the Imagine Dragon because they sung the theme to the opening theme that they did for uh, League of Legends on Netflix, Arcade. Awesome. They tore it up. It was, it was definitely one of the best. So that will pretty much it that's uh you know if you get to get a chance to check it out it's on everywhere you can go on youtube you can go everywhere and watch the show over again or you could just go i would suggest going to ign you can check out all the updates there if you're in the acmg group i've thrown up some of the game trailers on the acmg group if you're not in the acmg group on facebook you could go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 if you are 18 or older with a legit site or a legit profile and account that you use to socialize that's the keyword socialize with everybody around you friends and family and you want to socialize with other people not just shadow follow or whatever you can go on that page you're more than welcome invite friends to there as well and just social media is about socializing people it's about enjoying content like this so why not join another one and probably the one of the best ones out there that provides a lot of great quality content and Aaron, one of the only Facebook groups that actually is endorsed by actual people in the industry that I get interviews for people in the industry like this. This is, this is connected. This podcast right here is connected to the ACMG Facebook group. It's, it's was spawned from the ACMG Facebook group itself. And since then I have been doing a lot of fun things from it. So Go on air, check it out, and enjoy all things anime, comics, movies, and games. But guess what, folks? That'll do it for this episode of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, as I mentioned, I will not be doing another episode, a Prime Show episode this week. I'm going to take a break because I got a lot of things I got to do in preparation for next week and the follow-up to everything. The year-end stuff is coming, so I got to prepare for that. Um, but also... Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, no way home. The hype is getting bigger and bigger. Every time you hear it about the sold out situation. I talked about that in our last episode, but that is also going to be our 300th episode of talk time live. The prime show this episode, I believe we're in 260 something right now, 263. This is the 263rd episode of select start. We're going to be doing our 300 episode of the prime show. So what better way to celebrate it than to review spider-man no way home because in our 100th episode i actually reviewed homecoming why not do it this way as well so we're going to be reviewing that there the next the week after next and um follow up on a lot of things that we've been missing like uh i've mentioned i already mentioned the cowboy bebop thing so we can that's already gotten out of the way so we don't have to worry about that part anymore it's just really sad but um We'll talk about what other news come up and then maybe follow up the best of 2021 as well going there. But I want to thank everybody again for, you know, hanging on to this show. I know there's been a lot of problems, especially with the Tumblr community out there. And I don't know. Again, I don't know what Tumblr is doing. 
Uh, but you know, it's, it's a struggle on that platform. It used to be really strong on that platform. I just ask that you still stick with us. Um, still keep the support on there on that platform, but you also have other platforms as well. For instance, if you want to subscribe and download to any of our podcast platforms, such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, TalkTimeLive.com, where you could check out this episode and every episode of our TV, sh- uh, our podcast, but also our exclusive video interviews, which is on there as well, connected to our YouTube account. And you can go in here. We just got Kyle Bear, the voice of Gohan and, and, and Fat Gum uh, and Ryu from Street Fighter on there as well. Captain Eisen from Bleach. He does all those voices. We had Danielle Kennedy on air. We had Jeffrey Chomper Cruz. We got a plethora of different video interviews that we were able to do this year. The cast of Naruto on there. I mean, like we got them all. We also, speaking of the cast of Naruto, you go into our media page, there's more content there because it was my panels at the Repop Metaverse that I was able to go into with the cast of Bleach, the cast of Sailor Moon, the cast of that time I got reincarnated as a slime, My Hero Academia core cast, and the Pokemon OG cast as well. A lot of fun. So I got to say, this year has been absolutely awesome in terms of what I was able to do. Uh, and in regards to this podcast, as well as what I've been able to do with Repop this year, I thank everybody for the support that has been here. And uh, uh, hopefully we can keep this going. I would love to. I don't want this train to stop. But if it did, I would be happy for what I did yesterday. I can tell you that. But we're going to keep this going. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.